I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen and bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. So, welcome back to another edition of Renovation Made Right. Uh, I am Dave Bryan, one of your hosts. And I am Brenda Bryan. My lovely co-host. Yes. And uh, before we get started, uh, today we have a guest. We're excited, uh, and I'm going to let Brenda introduce our guest. But I uh, want to thank everybody for, uh, the, for the likes and for subscribing, and our listenership is growing. And, uh, and we also love uh, to get uh, questions and comments. So, uh, in one of our upcoming shows, we got a, uh, another Q&A that we're going to do uh, with some, some questions we've received from some listeners. So if anybody has questions that they'd like to offer or comments they'd like to make, we love them. We read them all. We appreciate it. We do. Um, and, uh, and we thank you for being with us. So yes. with no further ado. So we are here today with Mary Jo Gord of MJG Interiors, which is based in Manchester, Vermont. And she is an interior designer. And we are going to be talking to her about all things interior design. Good morning, MJ. Good morning. Hey, How MJ. are you guys? Welcome. We're great. Hey, Dave. Good, good. We are glad to have you here today. So one of the things or that we try to do in this podcast, as our listeners know, is try to educate people about the kinds of things they want to know when seeking out professionals in trades. And so we wanted to talk to you a little bit about what somebody should be looking for when they're searching for an interior designer. Well, I think... Thank you so much for asking me that. Um, people, everybody has different tastes, um, and ultimately, your interior designer should reflect either your taste or the taste that you would like to have yeah. in your home or, you know, in your office setting. Um, so I think it's important for people to start exploring online through social media, start looking at Instagram, Pinterest, House, um, to come up with um, images that they like, and then start looking at who is producing those images. Okay. And um, the person, the interior designer doesn't necessarily have to be local to them. Yeah, that's the question I was going to ask. Yeah. So how so would that work? Well, um, where where I live, there's a lot of second homeowners, mm -hmm. so the project is local, but the homeowner isn't necessarily local. Okay. And so we do a lot of our business, um, a lot of our idea sharing online, and there are different platforms available to um, designers in order to share that kind of information, mm -hmm. um, you know, through room boards and, um, you know, idea books and things like that. And then if, um, if there's things that the homeowner would like to, to touch and feel, say fabrics or tile samples or paint colors, um, 
those can be sent through uh, through the mail, through FedEx, UPS, that kind of thing, so that the homeowner can actually touch and feel the things that are coming into their into their home. So, okay. MJ, let me ask you, one of the things, like the, kind of a theme in our show is, as, as Brenda talked about, uh, helping people uh, figure out the process uh, and, and how they go mm-hmm. about the process of either renovating or, in this case, you know, working with a designer. Um, and and so that one of the things that comes to mind, actually, there are a few things that come to mind, is, uh, is sort of... Um, how it feels like hiring an interior designer is actually almost even a more personal thing than hiring a modeling contractor. And like you know, you you mm-hmm. talked you talked about the idea of style and of taste, and it's interesting, right? Because um, you know, if someone going to look for a designer um, does, you know, does are you hiring that designer's taste, or it sounds like you know, or or are you really looking for that designer to sort of help right. to refine what the homeowner wants, and how how does a person go about finding that, getting that comfort level, um, mm-hmm. especially remotely with somebody when it's when it's such an intimate thing? Yes, exactly. It is an intimate thing, and um, I can't speak for all designers, but. Um, I start out the process by sending um, a potential client a uh, program. I call it a programming worksheet. Basically, it's a questionnaire, and it asks all kinds of questions about how the the home or the room will be used, and um, you know who's going to be using it. Are there children involved? Are there um, are there pets involved? And it really gets the client to think about the project. But at the same time, for me, the reader of the answers to those questions, it gives me some insight into their lifestyle mm-hmm. and what they're looking for. Um, so once I get that information back, I schedule a discovery call with those potential clients. And we usually take about a half an hour sometimes more on the phone and get a real feel for the, um, you know, for the chemistry, because if, if the chemistry isn't right, then the project is just going to be, it's not going to be pleasant for either side right. of the equation. Right. So, that's um, so that's a really, and, that's, and another, that sounds like a really important thing and it's a very intangible thing, right? You talk about the, the, the chemistry and exactly. I think, and, and I think it's also really important. I'm, I'm going to assume that what you would recommend to people is that, as as important as it is for the client, the designer is in the same boat, right? If you if you don't feel a good connection, you don't really Absolutely. want to take that client on, right? So it's, a, it's Absolutely. A, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I think we all have stories with, that we've we've got. Oh, we all have stories. Right? <laughs> You're like, wow, that that was a match yeah. made in hell. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it's not a pleasant experience for for the homeowner or for the interior designer. And on the interior designer side, you don't want to be associated with somebody that it's always going to be a struggle because they're not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And then word of mouth. They tell all their friends, oh, it is a nightmare to work with this person. You don't want to work with them. It was such a struggle. So, um, you know, along that line, the the person who's looking for an interior designer can talk to their friends. And if they go to a friend's house, you know, not necessarily these days, but... um, (laughs) If you can look at pictures of a friend's house. Look, yeah, exactly. And just talk to them about the experience that they're having. Um, 
and see if it would be a good fit. I know for me, most of my clientele right now is word of mouth. It's from people who I've been working with before who have told their friends or told their family members, oh, you've got to work with MJG Interiors. Um, it was a great process. Right. So um, we're, I think word of mouth is invaluable to a business. Good right. word of mouth. Right. And for clients as well. Right. You know, like if, yeah, if you're getting a referral from somebody you trust and you know, and they mm-hmm. kind of have a similar personality to you, the odds mm-hmm. are good that you're going to work well with them. I have yep. I have a, a, a comment to make because you said, you know, finding somebody who shares your taste. And, you know, mm-hmm. Dave and I have a joke because, you know, when somebody tells you, oh, you have great taste, it, it just means they have the same taste as you. It doesn't mean your taste is good. <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. You, you can be, any, any you can time, be tacky as hell, yeah. but, you know, like. Any, anytime someone says right. you've got great taste, all they really mean is uh, I like the same stuff you like. It has right. nothing to do with great taste, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but, so but along I, the, go ahead. No, I was just, I was going to say that, that I think one of the things I have found as a designer is um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't count people out. In other words, um, mm-hmm. when you're when you're looking for somebody, you know, you may see some projects and go, well, that's not really my taste. But but mm-hmm. your job, it seems to me, and our job as designers is to find out what the people we're working with really like and then provide that for them, even if it's not something that we would necessarily put in our own home. Even if it's that classic print of dogs playing poker. Right. You know? And uh, (laughs) Hey, I've got one of those at one of my current projects. Perfect, right? Trying to decide how to feature it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So it happens. Yeah. It does. It does happen. And, you know, I think that comes back to the chemistry that a designer has with their clients. And I try in the, in the first discovery call with uh, potential clients to tell them that they hire us for our expertise and for our seasoned opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't hire us to agree with them. And if we don't agree with them, we will tell them that, but we'll also tell them why. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a if there's something that they want to do in a particular space and we don't feel it's going to work, we tell them that. And we say, oh, you know, the scale isn't right or the orientation of the room in the house you know, it's in the north side of the house and you want to paint it black, it's just going to be like a cave. And, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't sound like the, the um, type of mood you're going for. Um, so we try to be respectful of our clients' wishes. But if we don't think it's going to work, we tell them. Right. And yeah. I usually get that out of the way in the, you know, the if not the first phone call, then the very first meeting with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we run into that same kind of situation on the remodeling design side of things. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I guess our perspective is uh, it, there, are, we're, there are clients that at, at the end of the day don't take our advice. And we feel uh-huh. we feel like if we've um, if we've given them what we know to be the best advice and if we really know that they're mm-hmm. that they're truly making what most people would look at as a mistake, but we've they're making a mistake from an informed perspective, then we, mm-hmm. you know, we need to step back and let that happen, good, bad, right. or indifferent, right? Even as long mm-hmm. as we've tried to share the best. And it sounds like you think very much the same way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, however, if it's going to, um, if it's going to impact the outcome of a project, and this probably happens more on your side of the um, equation than 
than our side with remodeling, et cetera, um, we try not to get involved. If it's going to be something that's just going to be a disaster mm-hmm. or is going to end up being a money pit, mm-hmm. we try and, and put that out there. Yeah. Like if somebody wants to tear down a wall, but then they end up having to put in, you know, a steel header to carry the weight of the second floor. And, you know, if, if it's going to be a disaster and a money pit, mm-hmm. then we try and step back as far as possible. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's understandable. <laughs> or at least yeah. not take pictures of the final project. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the same time, though, it goes back to you want your clients to be to be overjoyed with the finished product. And if they're not, then they're going to maybe play the blame game and mm-hmm. put it on put it on the designer. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you didn't stop me from doing this. Right. Um, it, kind of thing. It's an interesting thing because I think one of the things that. Um, uh, people will spend a lot of time, you know, worrying about varying aspects of the project. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, if uh, it's the it's the finished surfaces that you see, it's the stuff that you, yeah. whether that's the window treatments or whether that's the paint selection, all that kind of stuff that yeah. that you could you could have the most desirable design from a functionality perspective and from a lighting mm-hmm. perspective and all that. But if you don't button it up with uh, with the right finishing pieces. Um, then it's only it could it's like, it ends up only being half the project. So I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that don't even exactly. think about they, they don't even think about reaching out to a designer necessarily. Uh, they think, oh, I got this. But yeah. you know, the, the difference can be significant even with just uh, you know not tons and tons of input from a designer, but even with just a guiding hand, the difference uh-huh. can, you know can take yeah. that project from a from a B to an A, right? Right, right, and and we get involved on that level too. Um, some of our projects just our paint consultations Mm -hmm. because a paint color can make or break make or break a whole project if it's if the color is just off then you know it could be a disaster or if you're just painting one room Mm -hmm. and it is incongruous with the rest of the house depending on the location in the house it could also be a disaster um I always say that, and I don't even know if this is a thing or not, but um, <laughs> but we all have color memory, and you're you may not realize it, but as you move from room to room in a house, you are taking in the colors and textures that are around you, and if you're going from room to room and each room is a different color and it doesn't relate to the other ones, you get this disjointed feeling and you're not really sure why that is Mm -hmm. but once you start making sure that the colors it doesn't all have to be the same color but they just need to work together right speak to each other exactly exactly yeah so um and that's where a designer can come in and and help um some designers want to do everything soup to nuts um our firm doesn't doesn't play that game. Mm-hmm. We will help with just pink colors, or we will help with just furniture or floor coverings, or what you know, whatever the client needs. Um, we try and help them with that. Yeah, that was a question I was going to ask in terms of because uh, you know 
our company, we do remodeling and remodeling design and space planning, but one of the things we don't mm -hmm. get into is, is interior design. So, mm -hmm. um, well, no, I take that back. Interior design is part of the space planning, so in terms of the, the big picture, but what we don't get into is mm -hmm. fabrics and colors finishes, and window treatments yeah. and finishes. Or furnishings. And, right, yeah. or furnishings, right, exactly. So we mm -hmm. will, like, you know, that we're... We will help them with, you know, flooring choices and, and, and paint colors mm -hmm. um, because we do that stuff. But we're, yes, we're definitely not getting into the, the, the fabrics and the furnitures, the furniture. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it is helpful to have, you know, for some people especially, it is very helpful to have a professional to do that uh, part mm -hmm. of it. So, MJ, right. we, uh, we want to break this down, actually, into uh, two shows with you. And so um, okay. this one was, you know, it was just, this has gone just the way we'd hoped it would be, which is sort of helping folks think about the process of hiring an interior designer and, and mm -hmm. things that they need to consider um, and, you know, those things that make a good match and line up with a good outcome, right? Um, mm -hmm. In our next show, I want to get into a little more of the nuts and bolts about, okay, what should listeners be thinking about for what they should expect for cost of services and 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 mm -hmm. what other ancillary things do designers do to help consumers get what they want to get mm -hmm. accomplished? So, um, but uh, but that'll be in our next show if that's okay. Um, sure. And, uh, and for the moment, are, are there any other closing questions or thoughts, Bren, that you have as it relates to sort of this topic? Well, no, I think you've shut it down nicely. All right. So now, now, <laughs> like, well, I guess I guess we're going to move on you to the next show. You shut us down nicely, Dave. Exactly. Well, He's thank you very much. That. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, um, yeah, so, uh, so uh, MJ, it has been uh, wonderful uh, having you with us. And, Thank uh, you. Thanks for the opportunity. Yes, and again, I just want to say this is Mary Jo Gord from MJG Interiors in Manchester, Vermont, is our guest today, and we're so excited to have you. Thank you. And uh, so you've been listening to another uh, edition of Renovation Made Right, and we are thankful for you being with us. I am Dave Bryan. And I am Brenda Bryan. Take care. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.